1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like
2: Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. Only thing that changes is we got Matt Derry and we talking about the Guardian. So Matt, what's going on, Matt? Hey, good morning, Garrett. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing really well, man. And you could always make sure you guys are catching Matt. Um, on the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardian podcast, you can download that wherever you get your podcast, and, it, and it's a deep dive and an inside look about the Cleveland Guardians, what they're doing, and about other great baseball topics and stories as well. Matt, I had to get a hold of you and, and kind of talk to you about what it is your thoughts are um, when you heard that uh, you know the the, the top brass. Had to leave on a private jet <laughs> to go actually explain to the to the to the Guardians' uh, team and 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 uh, coaching staff about what exactly is their their rationale and thought processes of being major sellers at the deadline. Uh, what was your thought process when you heard that?
1: Well, let me say this, Garrett. I think that was the right move for the front office to get in front of the players and be like, "Hey, we're here." What questions do you have? Because I think everybody's confused. I don't think anybody knows what the direction is for the rest of the year. And I think a lot of that is, is, is based on the front office's failure to do the job the last two years. They have not. Yes, this front office has built a pretty good baseball team, and last year the youngest team in baseball got to the playoffs and won a round, and you have to give them credit for that. But their offseason that's passed season. The pickups of Josh Bell and Mike Zanino were a disaster. Uh, there was nothing creative that went on to add to the bullpen. And a lot of the players that they banked on to take the next step that they banked on, Stephen Kwan, Andre Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez, guys like that, have regressed. And so, you know, then, Garrett, you look at the guys they let go. Mm. Nolan Jones, Will Benson. Yandy Diaz over the years. Mm. In fact, Yiner Diaz for the Astros is not going to cover off the ball, and they, traded, and they traded him to get, to get Miles Straw. So it's not been a great look for the front office as of late. Now, do I still think they know what they're doing? Yes, but you've got to call them out when they don't do a good job, and I think they needed to be there front and center to explain to the, to the players what's going on.
2: I, you know, and, and one thing is explaining it to the, to the players, and one thing is explaining it to the fans. Um, you know I was you know I was just trying to you know as me as a as a casual guy who who watches you know I try to watch many of these guardians games I can we I try to get out the ball the ballpark a handful of times and obviously because I do cover the you know the, the you know the sport for a living I do have to keep up with with certain aspects of it but I, I did you know I think when when the common fan speaks they the, I think the common fan can understand. That yes, we need to. We're not. We need to have some, you know, fiscal um, responsibility. We don't have that uh, uh, a cap to play with like other teams do, and we're gonna have to rely on developing young pitching prospects and prospects in general, making very shrewd moves, and hoping that we can always bank on the fact that we can uncover some gems. The problem that a lot of fan, casual fans have is. They, they seem the last couple of years to be playing the medium game it's neither all or nothing it's, it's almost like yes we value our prospects but we value them so much that we don't let them come up and play into a role but at the same time we don't value them enough to trade to someone else to get a, a player that can help us today so we're just giving some of the our top prospects away that they've been covering it just seems like they don't have a a, a strategy for these last couple of years.
1: I think, Garrett's strategy was hold on to them and they're going to come up and be really good. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened. They gave Gabe Arias and Tyler Freeman some opportunities, more so Arias than Freeman as of late. And none of those, neither of those two guys, and I think Freeman still is going to be good. Arias, we've seen, is excellent in the field. The bat is a major question. You know, Will Brennan started opening day instead of Oscar Gonzalez. Will Brennan's OPS is in the mid 600s. So none of these guys have come up and lit the world on fire to the point where they're a first place baseball team. You know, people and, I, and and I'm not taking a shot. Well, maybe I am, but I don't care. I watched your show, I watched your boy Jay Crawford this week. Oh, they punted on the season. Hey, Jay, they've been punting all season, bro. Yeah, they're, they're not good. They're not good enough. They've been like, Jay, thanks for watching all year. They haven't been good all season. You're not punting on a year. And as Zach Misel pointed out, you can't punt when you have the ball. <laughs> if you want to use a football term. So, like, they haven't had the ball all year. They've had guys underachieve. They had Mackenzie and Bieber get hurt. Uh, the manager has not done a good job. It's on everybody. So, it's hard to punt on a season. Like, oh, you can't believe they traded Savali. The more I think about it, Garrett, you had to trade Savali. If I told you after his start against the Yankees in the playoffs last year Uh, We
2: we, we lost back You would have gone sign me up You had to trade him Yeah it's just You know when you look at it You're right Yeah I I got you You still there Yeah I got
1: you I'm sorry about that Uh, Oh no go ahead
2: Finish your thought Finish your thought
1: No I was just going to say You had to trade Somali The more I think about it You got a top 40 prospect for him Which you didn't think you were going to get last year when he blew up against the Yankees in the playoffs. So I still think with the young pitching that they have for the future, I think they're going to be okay, but they need to add more bats. And this year is going to be very difficult to get to the finish line with Josh Naylor injured. And that's, that's another big factor.
2: Yeah. You know what, to to what you're saying, I I said it probably maybe a month and a half ago. I I just said, listen, um, Right now, it just looks like it's shaping up as just not just just one of them years. You're not going. You're not going to get to. You're not going to reach to where you thought you were getting. Um, You played a bunch of young guys, and and it's almost you. You hit lightning in a bottle because I think. Did you do you think we kind of got fooled um, as a collective uh, when it comes to the Guardians? That we felt like the, the style of play that they were doing was replicatable, um, which was just basically playing great, great stellar defense. um You know, running the base paths. You know, you know, moving runners along with the you know, sh- you know, stringing singles and, and different things, playing the fundamentals. That we could get, get kind of complacent and, and think that we can really like play in that, or or, or is that something? Um, that that is just a product of playing young players that are going to have some guys are going to regress. Well, no,
1: you know what I think. They thought, all right, last year's style, like you said, was cute and it worked to an extent. But then you got into the Yankee series, and the opposition, with one swing, changed the game. They had power hitters and Judge and Rizzo and Stanton, and the Guardians did not. And so they went out. And they said, we're going to go get Josh Bell. Let's say he hits 25 home runs. And we're going to get a catcher with power and Mike Zanino. Let's say he hits 20. There's 45 home runs right there. Mm. Those two guys sucked. All right? That's the bottom line. They were bad. And to the ownership's credit, they ate ate some money by trading Josh Bell away and creating a roster spot for Kyle Manzardo in the Savali trade for next season. So I applaud them for that. But the bottom line is they knew they needed power, but the guys they brought in didn't hit any home runs. I mean, and so then they had to cut bait. So that's a, that's on the organization for picking the wrong power hitters. Going into next year, they're going to need Manzardo at either, at either first base or DH to hit the ball over the wall. They're going to need Oscar Gonzalez to bounce back, and they're probably going to need to add another bat that has some power. How are they going to do that? I don't know.
2: You, you know, uh, Matt, when I look at it, um i they 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 are pointing to the fact that they believe there's a legitimate situation where you got a guy like uh you, you know Tristan McKenzie coming back this year now if you look at it i i just don't i don't know if i buy that and if if you're looking at it wouldn't it be better if if he may possibly need a surgery to shut him down and then at least i don't know if he, if he does have surgery does that mean he's not going to come back next year, right? Or or if he's he's even going to be available next year. But it just seems as if – I don't know if there was any advantage to shutting him down early, or do you even see uh, a downside to just leaving it open?
1: No, I mean, I I think that they believe, honestly, that he will be back in September – Bieber, I think, is a, is a long shot, maybe the last two weeks, so they can at least showcase him. Because, by the way, he's the next one to go. And I hate to say that, but I just think from a contractual standpoint, he's going to want more that they're going to offer. And they know they know him better than anybody. He's, he's regressed as well a little bit. But I think McKenzie, I still think you'll see him in September. As crazy as this is, they're only two and a half games back uh, of Minnesota. Even if they somehow won this division, Garrett, and that would be a bigger indictment on the Twins and the Guardians because the, the Twins have a better team, but they, they could still do it. But then, again, if they get into the postseason, they are not the caliber of Houston or Tampa Bay or Toronto. They're not. And so it would probably be a one-and-done situation. Um, I still like where they're going to be, though, for the future. I like the young pitchers a lot. Uh, Bybee, Allen, Williams, I, I think are going to be good. Mackenzie will be back, um, so they've got they've got some horses there, which is good. But they've got to add some power this off season, and they've got to make some decisions on some of these young kids. Like at least now they're playing Brian Roggio. I'd be interested in seeing what Jose Tana looks like. So there's some pieces there, but one of these guys has to pop, and none of them really, other than Quan last year, none of them really have. And that's a little
2: bit uh, disconcerting. Um, I, you know, we we look at sometimes when we talk about people's windows. Um, when you look at legitimately contending, right? You know, you look at some teams that are are gonna be there that you know have the requisite pitching, got the prospects uh, in a minor league either to bring them up to add to the roster or to go out and get a piece like a batter or something like that. Where do you think the timetable is for the Guardians? Because for me, I, you know, I look at it and I've kind of set it back a little bit. I've kind of, you know, like, you know, th- thought like, hey, this we, we may not be as close as contending as I thought we were.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, after last year, building off of that, you thought was tremendous, right, Garrett? Like, yeah, yep, real, like really, really good. And man, this young team's coming together. It's still very young. If they were to trade Bieber this offseason and get a power bat, then you got Manzardo full season, and they really like him, and I think, I think that's going to work out. Um, again, the front office hasn't been great. at They're the best at evaluating pitchers. They've not been so great with hitters, but to make a one-for-one deal with Savali means they think very, very highly of, of Manzardo. And then Naylor comes back healthy. I still think this team would be the favorite to win the division next year, I truly believe that. I think they've taken a little bit of a step back this year, but I don't think it's a giant step. It's just been a bad season. And they catch the ball pretty well. They played good defense last night. You saw Jimenez wake up. Hopefully now Andres gets on a little bit of a roll, and uh, and you see more of the Jimenez from last year than this year. It's been a down year and disappointing. But, again, it's not like they're 10 or 20 games below five hundred, or like Detroit, 13 games under five they They're only two under. There's some time, but I still think this year's been a little bit lost. But I, I'm not, I'm not cool on them for next year. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be all right.
2: When, when, when it comes to, from a standpoint, I, you know, there was a, it was there was a um, exchange the other day between Tito and I forget who I, who, who asked, asked him a question. I think it was somebody from the Athletic. Yeah, it
1: was Zach Meisel. Yeah,
2: and and, and um, you know. What do you make of that? Do you think that, that the losing is um, getting to Tito a little bit? Is he, is he frustrated with this roster? I don't, I don't know if he's frustrated with the roster.
1: I just think the guy, you know, he has had Miles Straws back all year. He had Ahmed Rosario's back as well, and he's very loyal to his guys. He knew that question was coming from Zach, who does a great job, and I think is the best beat writer on that beat. It's not even close, to be honest. And I think in a 7-2 game in the ninth, the bases are loaded. You're frustrated because they didn't play a good series against the Astros at all. Um, And I thought the question was warranted. Did you consider pinch hitting for Miles Straw there down five with the bases loaded? Zach has asked that question of Tito before, maybe not necessarily live on television, but it's been questioned before games. And I think Tito is just like, instead of saying, hey, you know what? we needed a base runner. I thought Miles could draw a walk, put the ball in play, and he had a good, some good at-bats. He went right back at Zach. I was like, well, who would you put there? And I give Zach credit for saying Fry, Freeman, or Gonzalez, which yes, are all better options offensively. So, I think there's some frustration all around, but I don't think Tito's retiring right now. I don't think he's quitting. It's been a frustrating time for everybody. It's a dog day's in August, and I think it got to him, but you rarely see Tito do that, but I think he's, you know, again, Miles Straw also would have been nice if he would have delivered there. Then the question wouldn't have been asked. But Miles hasn't hit all year.
2: Last question for you, uh, you know, Matt, um, and this is kind of a, I guess a philosophical one. Um, Jose Ramirez will never tell you this, but when you look at, you know, at at what Jose Ramirez, you know, signed for, and you you look at the massive discount that he gave the Guardians and, and how much he could really probably command on the open market. You know, do you do you look back and say, hey, if you weren't going to, you know, use that money that you saved on Jose Ramirez on, you know, prospect players, um, do you think Jose looks back at it or we look back and say, man, we wasted a golden opportunity and wasted some of Jose's prime? I mean, I, I
1: think Jose Ramirez is just built differently. I think he loves the city. He loves the organization. He's not like his counterpart and former buddy Francisco Lindor who was just about the money and, and went and chased that contract. And by the way, he's, you know, now been on a losing team with the Mets two years in a row. But I think with Ramirez, they did use that money. You know, I mean, they went and got Josh Bell and paid him sixteen and a half million and it was a total flop. I think Jose's just built differently. I think he's still all in, I would think. I know he's probably a little disappointed as his friend Ahmed Rosario got traded, but it's a business. And I think that Jose is exactly who you want as the face of the franchise and let's see what they do this off season, how creative they get with some of the prospects with the Bieber trade. I don't think they're that far away. I think things will be all right, but this year has just been bad. It just has and like you said, Garrett, you put it very well, it's it's just been one of those years. But they gotta sweep the White Sox or take two out of three this weekend. Then the schedule gets really tough, but they're still in this thing. But, man, being in this bad division makes you feel good for next year that maybe some of these guys like Quan and Jimenez get back to what they were last year, and, and you add some pieces that are better than the pieces you added this year, and you're right
2: back in it. And, Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about the Dairy Brothers podcast uh, on the Guardians and what we can expect of, uh, coming up uh, from the, you guys.
1: Well, we we've been doing it the last few years. Usually have a new episode every Monday. Obviously, we'll recap the week, like you said. You can get it wherever you find your podcast. My brother Todd and I. Uh, Todd's at, oh I, gosh, Garrett, he's at fifty games a year, mm. and uh, so Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate the plug. My Todd, I'll fill in whenever I can on the fan, and always love listening to you, buddy, and the, and the crew. And how about, how about our guy Ken Carmen in uh, in Joe Thomas's little. Uh, Little parade today. All right,
2: right, right. Listen, Ken is big time, big time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, I check you out later. That's uh, Matt Derry on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's go to a 2020 update. We really need new phones.
1: T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.